I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, I have an essay on happiness for you. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. So my rose today is having the ability to grab a conference room at my co-working space. It's so nice to have like a variety of work environments. Like I have three different conference rooms that are available. We have three little phone booth rooms and we have like a little casual lounge area that you can work in. And that flexibility is really good for my brain. I love to change work setups for myself. My thorn is that my mom texted me recently and just told me that they're worried that she and my grandma have COVID, which is a real bummer. I mean, that's putting it lightly, but hopefully, you know, they're going to get tested. Hopefully that's not the case, but that's definitely my thorn. My granny is like well into her 90s. She's the last grandparent that I have left. It's just, yeah, real sad. And and as I'm recording this, actually, it is her husband, my grandpa, my papa, his birthday. He's been gone for two years. Yeah, I really miss him. He died around the time of his birthday. So he died not too long. We just passed his anniversary, death anniversary. My bud is, I'm honestly so excited to dive into today's episode. This is a bit of a different format, so I'd love to hear what you think about it. And I'm excited to dive into it. So let's get into it. Today, I wanted to talk with you about happiness. Most of my life, I've thought that happiness was a feeling, something blissful and meant to be chased, an ease of a smile on my cheeks, effortless shining in my eyes and a buzz felt in my chest, like I awake to my life and life is here for me and everyone I meet is magic. And then as I grew, I learned that happiness isn't the only special thing, that sometimes grief holds magic for you just the same, that we find ourselves in some of these darker moments and when we fight for happiness above all, we lose some of the truth of who we are and for me, I believe my seeking of happiness as even the source of so much suffering for myself. In the pursuit of happiness, I sacrificed things a bit too early, out of fear that they'd bring me down. I made reckless choices all for a temporary feeling at expense of long-term stability. And I neglected my ability to have a full range of the human experience. So as I grew in my awareness that the constant pursuit of happiness wasn't serving me, I became neurotic about my resistance to that impulse sinking slowly into my own pain, allowing myself to feel the weight of it, but not using so many of the truly healthy coping skills I developed along the way, believing that any pursuit of happiness was a failure and my ability to endure my suffering. To win, I must feel my pain and hold it close. Like a grapefruit, it must be ripped open and eaten delicately, one bleeding segment at a time. So I writhed, and I waited for something in this to teach me more about what it means to be human and to deepen my connection to life and to others. I resisted the urge that made me feel good and rejected my natural frivolity in hopes of leaving my ego in the dust, a very sad phoenix rising from my happy ashes. And that makes no sense to the point that I can't even make my mind envision it, but I certainly tried to live it. Until one day it broke, and I knew it was time to find my way back to center. A healthy optimism paired with an acceptance of life's full range of experiences. And I felt numb. I googled if I was depressed because I couldn't remember what bliss felt like. And I journeyed the emotional landscape of average and wondered, is this healthy? 
I'd lived most of my life like a fairy tale adventure built only for me. I could be as happy as the risks I was willing to take, and no one could hold me back. And then I dove headfirst into the darkness of my soul, which felt equally as intense as the bliss that I had known. But this numbness, this lack of sensation, it felt uncomfortable, boring even, and perhaps scarier than the darkness had been because this didn't feel as temporary as I knew the darkness to be. I felt less alive, which scared me more than the pain. So I asked myself a question that I'd asked a friend before. What are the three last moments you remember being truly happy and what do they have in common? For me, it's traveling somewhere new or experiencing something new alone, writing a significant amount every day, and reading more than I felt capable of. So I let myself have these things that I enjoyed in ways that I could enjoy them without sacrificing stability, and I learned to listen to what makes me happy without neglecting the things that hurt. Naming and honoring the negative emotions as they arise in my bones. No fixing, no running, just allowing. And waking up each day with the belief that it is meant to be enjoyed for everything that it is. Both beautiful and messy and incomplete. That happiness is not found. It's simply being here and fully digesting the beauty of each little moment. And when happiness is present, it's not that hard to find. It's in the smell of coffee coming in from the other room, the sound of your child's laughter, the silliness in your own self-doubt, and how amazing it is that our bodies can sometimes feel our emotions before we fully understand them. Life is a miracle, and I think happiness may be as simple as allowing that to be true.